Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Power of Women in Insurance podcast. This week, we're taking a little bit of a different twist. This week, we're not talking to somebody specifically in the insurance industry. We're talking to Jessica Klatt, and she is actually with B Industries. She's a president of B Industries. And you know what? She helps businesses to hire and build amazing teams. So she is a partner to so many insurance agency owners that I know. So I know that for me, I'm in the middle of hiring. I am in the middle of building a a team that I feel really strong about. She has made a huge impact in my agency. So I am honored to be able to have Jessica with us today. Jessica, welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Thank you, Teresa. I'm so excited to be a guest. Well, I am really excited too, because you actually came to my attention through Beth De La Forest and uh, she had utilized your services for some hiring opportunities. And she just sung your praises on the concept that she felt like she was able to really get to know and make a a solid hire rather than kind of just throwing darts at a dartboard. Oh, this person might be a really great person. Maybe we had a great lunch when we interviewed or whatever. Sometimes so many of us hire on popularity, not really popularity, that's a really bad word, but our connection with another person, we don't necessarily hire on the needs of the business or or whatever. So first of all, I want us to get started with, uh, tell us a little bit about you, about your business and how you got to be able to be kind of in this consulting arena. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big story. Uh, I'm going to try <laughs> to condense it a little bit. So a little bit about me, I actually... In, in the frozen tundra of Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. uh, beautiful time of year here, February, sub-zero temps. This is where I've lived the majority of my life. And, um, you know, I worked in, actually, I worked in real estate for 20 years. Oh, wow. So I came out of title insurance, which is just another type of insurance that handles things much differently than property casualty And uh, I worked in it for 20 years. The back end of my career was in communications and team building. Uh, It was very much in operations. You know, when you're in small business, you wear a lot of hats. I did that. I built a training program for a local title insurance company. And I hit about 2018, the year of 2018, and it was built, it was running. And I just kind of had this vision that all these tools and all these things that I had done would serve our small business sector in spades. Mm. Um, the the tools that I had acquired and the knowledge I had acquired in the hard grueling years of acquiring it just told me small business needs this bad. So I actually parted ways on excellent terms, December 31st of 2018. Okay. Uh, uh, the owner of that company that I left is still my mentor to today. And we still consult, we still talk, we still do everything. She has been a huge cheerleader. I started my business officially in 2019, um, May of 2019. So I did a little bit of freelance work in between while I just kind of got my footing and I launched officially in May of 2019. The tool that I utilize in my business is called Acumax. And that tool was actually introduced to me in my prior career. I was trained on it 
I utilized it for creating teams. I worked with mostly women and there was just a huge need for something that gave some transparency and, and that's where it all kind of came together. And that's what it's been since. Well, and I love that you have really focused on a tool specifically rather than like 18 tools, right? Because um, what we've seen, and, and I am in full disclosure to everybody out there listening, I am currently hiring in the Sterling Insurance Group, and um, we are actively using the Acumax process with being able to hire our next uh, account manager, team member. And um, I think for me, I have... Um, hired on people that I really liked, people that I connected with, people I thought I could work with, right? And um, maybe they just were not a good compliment to me, or I felt like I needed to go babysit them. And um, I think um, I love the fact that the Acumex program really focuses on how you were wired when you were, you know, at a young age or how you developed and then how kind of you're operating today. And then also taking into consideration the team aspect of how a healthy team works and how the, all the different pieces are. So maybe we need somebody who fills a hole or somebody who's strong in an area that we're not. Tell us a little bit about that, that program and how your consulting helps businesses to be able to build a better team. All right. So first of all, the tool, there are a lot of tools on the market, hundreds of tools on the market. And they're great tools. I've used many of them. I know we've talked, Teresa, you've used many of them. Um, Strength Finders is one that's so popular. You can go all the way to Enneagram, right? These are all tools that are available at your fingertips. They measure personality behavior. They might even tap into astrology. But um, Acumex is a little bit different. It's a lot different. It's looking past them. We're actually tapping into neural pathways. People will sometimes say, well, what do you like hook electrodes to our heads? How do you figure that out? It really is just psychometrics. It's it's how words and ideas ping off of our brain system. And that's what makes it so amazing. So it's very quick. It takes five minutes. Yeah, it's I was actually surprised. And everybody that on my team who's taken it, they were like, that's it. Like it was two screens. Right. Like that's it. And I was like, yeah. That's yeah. it. And they were like, no, this is just bunk. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, when your when your profile comes back, we'll go through it or whatever. And um, I mean, because Kaylee said that even Veronica was like, is there more to this? I was like, no, there's not. Oh, <laughs> this is it's it. not invasive and it's very unassuming. It's very underwhelming uh, to take. And and that's what's really fun about it. It's one of my first questions, like, what did you think about it? And I get that mixed response, like, I don't get it. Uh, how yes. can you think anything from this? But it really does tell us a ton about a person. So the way it works is when we're born, there are thousands of neural pathways that are created. We obviously aren't measuring all of them because that wouldn't be necessary, but we are looking at five of them. So these are all formed at birth. They start to become obvious right around the age of one or two, which is where our terrible twos come in. So we, we actually can see this in people. They mature right around the age of 15. I've worked with high schools. I've worked with teenagers. It's really a fun experience, but they stay the same forever. So we're able to look at that. Like, who are you at your core? What makes you tick? And then how does your environment impact you? So it's two mm -hmm. sides to the assessment because it's important, right? We It's great to know who we are, but how does that help us align with a better environment or help our environment be better for us? So 
that is kind of the answer to the first question. That's the tool. And there's a lot more that Acumax has available from culture assessments to peer um, reviewing, that kind of stuff. But I use mostly the, the wiring aspect. So how that really helps a business. Um, one of the things I learned in small business, especially working on the back end of it, working with I worked with 95% women and they will all say they have control issues. So I'm not speaking out of turn here. <laughs> women uh, having control issues? I don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Who says, right? We all had them and that's really exciting and it can be really hard. But the truth is people are people. So when, when I would deal with conflict or difficult situations without the tool, it was a lot of guesswork. It was a lot of like, okay, well, this would be the next right thing to do. And while those are all good things to have, um, sometimes the missing piece was, I don't understand the lens in which you're seeing right. this, right? So what Acumex does first and foremost is it helps us get a baseline on a team. That's kind of what you've experienced. And yeah. my clients, they come to me because they need to hire. But what we end up doing is uncovering and pulling back the veil on, well, let's look at the cards that are already on the table. Let's see how you lead. Let's see how they want to be led. Let's look at where their strengths are, where their struggles are. Let's see life through their lens. Once we know that, we can better see the gaps. Mm -hmm. Now we get into hiring, right? That's the right seat. That's the right butt. Yeah. So here we have the opportunity to reverse engineer the product, which is what you're currently going through. And that's where we say, okay, what does this person that has to fill this role need to look like? Mm -hmm. And we can actually create that neurological profile and we can use the right psychometric words and essentially fish with the right bait so that when we're posting job ads, we're attracting more of the right people. Yeah. And then we can make a more strategic hire through first measuring how good of a match are they? How should we interview them? How do we onboard them? And then later, how do we motivate them? How do we connect with mm -hmm. them? So it, it's, it's very comprehensive and that's a big elephant to eat in one sitting. So I'm doing my best to break it down. Yep. That is the why, because small businesses struggle with the same thing you did. I interview you. I like you. You like me. Then three months down the line, if we're lucky, um, maybe they're working out. Yeah. Right. But over 50% of the time, they're not. When statistically only four out of 10 hires will stay after a year. Those are not great odds for a small business. And you're left going, well, I thought I liked you and I don't understand why you're not working out. Right. So costs a lot of money. So if we can reduce that, this tool and what I do helps move the marker to more out of like eight out of 10 new hires are going to stay versus four out of 10. And I think as a business owner, we need to take very, very seriously the fact that, you know, if we want to be able to buy a software program, if we want to buy, you know, move into a new office, if we want to start a new business, right, we're going to do the research. We're going to get in there. But I think sometimes for hiring, especially when we feel desperate, right, especially when we're tired, we're taking care of maybe all the service work or we're taking care of all the, you know, the, 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 a specific area of our business, maybe that we don't love, right, especially when that's a piece. I think that it creates this urgency that if we just bond with somebody like, oh my God, I love you. You know, you're, you're my new best friend. And we think that this is going to be some 
you know, uh, uh, Laverne and Shirley type thing. We're besties forever and we're going to go rule the world and you're going to be my favorite employee. And and it just, that's not what goes into what makes people really tick. And I think one thing that I love about the the program that you have is that you do look at the, at the, at the, at the, at the wiring, right? Like how, who are you at your base? But then you also have another section that is also where are you in your current workspace and in your life, right? Work, life, balance t- concept, right? So therefore people might be very different in where they're at between those two. And so we can see that people are not living what they feel like is an authentic or real experience. And so therefore they're not happy where they are and how can we work with them to be able to create a better team, keep our team, retain our team, all of those different things, because that's what we really, really want. And I love that your your tool is built to be able to be that bridge between the impulsive business owner who needs somebody yesterday and somebody who's like that, always be hiring, have a really good intentional platform and do it in a way that is best for the business. I love that you're helping to bridge that for, for business owners. Yeah, thank you. It's really, it's really um, a blessing to be able to do that. I'm, that's, it's just amazing when people trust me enough to come in and pick things apart. It's a humbling experience, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the biggest um, challenges that you think that business owners or hiring managers, whoever it is that you're working with, what do you have to kind of help them get their mind around in order to be successful? Because we all have our mental junk. We all have our mental um, impulses, right, that we might want to act on. What do you find is someone's biggest challenge to being really, truly successful as you guys are getting started? Not necessarily in the process, but that you have to kind of reframe some of their thought processes to be successful. Well, I think the biggest one comes down to leadership. The thing I hear, it doesn't even matter who they are. I just don't feel like I'm a good leader. I don't think I'm cut out to be a leader. And I hear that from just a wide variety of types of people. And so what people tend to be looking for, and there's so many help, like self-help books on the market, is what is a good leader? Like, what is a good leader? What what does a good leader possess? And they try to mold themselves into that. And I I have clients and I know, you know, one of them is probably going to be listening to this even, and even just reflecting on that story of, I thought I had to be very patriarchal. I thought I had to be very top down. That's, but it felt bad, but I didn't think I could succeed unless I was that. And then that, that sudden like breakthrough of, oh, that's just not my style. And if I lead this way and I bring in people that are led that way. I can create a family. Um, People find so many struggles in leadership. Really, it it comes down to that. I talk a lot about the foundation. The foundation of a business is leadership, communication, and culture. Right. Right. And it settles on purpose. So if you think of it like layers like that, leadership is so important. And I think it's the number one issue. So... 
So leadership, I think to me, leadership means different things to different people. I think some of us, I think some people are a lot more of an assertive leader, right? They come on in, they say, this is what I need. And this is da, 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 da. And they're much more of what I would call a dictator leader, right? Type thing. They're a barker, right? In my opinion. And I think that is some people. And 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 I think that then there's the people who are the, the please and thank yous. And oh my gosh, da, da, da. But they put maybe a little bit of a firmer, you know, the, or maybe a, a totally opposite end of that spectrum is the weaker leader, right? The, the please, please sir may i may i please let let you do your job today you know the the really really low-key people and then i think in the middle are the where i feel like i'm at is is in that more nurturer type thing we want to grow you but at the same point i'm also a low patience which is something that you have helped me to make sure i define because now i'm like okay i'm low patience that's fine but i'm like okay i really want to love you and i really want to nurture you but i really want to do it like yesterday and i want you to have like all of this wisdom and i want you to have all of this knowledge and i want you to have all of this, like, let's grow up today. Like, yay, we achieve it. that's what I want, right? So I could sit here and say, oh my gosh, I just want to love and nurture you. And I do, don't get me wrong. That is what I feel like, because I don't want to, um, and you've helped me to define this too. I Part of my misery some days is I feel like I'm babysitting. Is that I'm double checking? Is that what am I missing? Because if I'm catching these things, then this obviously has 18 other things that didn't get done. And I hate the babysitting feel and I don't want to do that. And it's that low patience. It's the, it's the, it's the concept that I don't want to be in that space, but you, you, for me told me, okay, that's okay. Because that's how you're wired. And I still want to love and nurture people. But I also know that sometimes my patience comes in and you've helped me with this the past couple of months that we've been working together to be able to see that. Because once we identify that in my leadership style, as well as how I work, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And it helped me to, I agree with what you're saying about your other client. It gave it, I'm still in that process, I think, of accepting it because I'm so new at this. But I think it's letting me see that in myself and it's letting me go, that's not bad. That's just how I'm wired. And that for me has given me great peace over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and that is exactly what it is. It's not, you know, it's not the idea that we're going to change somebody. That's not what we're aiming to do. And it's not the idea that we're going to coddle it either. I say it's really a three-step process. It's can you become self-aware? Like, can you understand that Mm -hmm. inner part of yourself? Then can you realize it? Can you understand how to use the tool within it? Because every strength will house a struggle. So you get to choose. Am I going to let the strength drive it? Or am I going to let the struggle take the, Mm -hmm. the wheel, right? But then we get to that last phase and that's the evolution of it. That's why working with something like this for a long period of time is life-changing. When you get to that last phase, that's empowerment. Mm. And that's where I know who I am. I know how to use it. Now, can I do it a little bit differently? Can I move out of that space when I have to? So for for you even, it's like, I know I want to go fast. That's an impatience. And so nurturing maybe doesn't come as natural as fluid to me, right? Yeah. But can we go to that space because that's what's needed out here? And then can I be totally energized in that? That is true freedom. Yeah. That's what we aim to get people to. 
And I think today, even because we before this, um, before this meeting, we actually took a little bit of time to kind of look through some applicants and 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 another team member. And by looking, I know one thing that we were talking about about uh, somebody that I'm looking at is you just made a very and it really stuck in my head. And I didn't even mention it when you did it, so you're going to be like, oh, we didn't even talk about that. But um, one thing that really struck out to me was she was because you said specifically this person needs words of, 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 of affirmation, right? They need words of encouragement. They need connection, whatever. So you might even need to be, and you said this, I loved it. You might even want to make sure you put a reminder on your calendar to, 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 to tell this person three things about them that, because it's not going to be in my wheelhouse. So you took my profile on that, knowing me, and then this other person's profile, and you even gave me a leadership thing. And I know I need to love on my team more but part of me is like um my my commercial like csr yesterday she called me and she was so cute she's like i feel like i haven't talked to you in forever i'm like it was yesterday was thursday and i'm like <laughs> i talked to you on monday i'm like we're fine like we chat all day long on chat but i'm like but i physically had a zoom meeting with you on monday she's like i just feel like i haven't talked to you in forever and i'm like what how is that even a thing because sometimes i just get so focused on what i'm doing that I love the fact that you pulled that out of my personality profile, that I do get super focused and I do, you give me tips on how to love on my team and be a better leader based on the things that they need for their personality. And I think that for me is a really big key part of this as well. Yeah, that, and that's where, I mean, that's the hardest part for new clients I work with. It's, it's, I walk into it going, are they going to be able to step into that? It's just stepping into that. It's being able to let go of the control and say, I want the result. Yeah. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I-N-T-E-L-L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel. Cast certified. And seeing, I think it's seeing who we are as, um, 
I have this saying, I have this mantra, okay? And I say, I'm whole, perfect, and complete. And whenever I am overly stressed, whenever I am overwhelmed, I'll sit there and go, I'm whole, perfect, and complete. I'm whole, perfect, and complete. I'm whole, perfect, and complete. And I'll even slow it down. I am a completely whole person exactly as I am. And I've been created to be a really, really good person. But I think being this last couple of weeks, I've been able to see some of these things that I see as faults to my success or barriers to my success. And I love the fact that you've been able to um, call them out, not as false, but reframing them as a strength, that it is the low patience. It allows me to pivot, allows me to multitask. It allows me to be able to keep things moving and allows me to be a driver, allows me to be a forward thinker, right? And I need to think about those and the positivity of those things, not the frustration that I feel from being that type of person and maybe in an environment where other people are not that way. So I think that's a really big um, thing too, is that, you know, there's that, there's that, like you said, there's the awareness. The step one is to go through this process, get that awareness, yourself, your team, how can you do it? How can you be better? But then number two is maybe even doing those things where you need to put things on your calendar so that you can go ahead and you can bless the other people on your team and be a better leader. But then number three is looking also at the strengths that that feature brings in. And instead of it seeing as, oh my gosh, I'm so impatient, I can sit back and say, oh my goodness, I'm such a driver that I need to lay back on my drivership that is a great aspect without being so negative about myself. Yes, 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 yes. Because we walk around life and I'm very low patience as well. So I would walk around life almost hating that aspect of myself. Yes. Right. Where it's like, if I could just be more patient, if I could just be more patient, if I wasn't so impatient and it really wasn't until I had that moment myself. And I try to instill this with my clients that is turning off a strength that I have. Yeah. That is my power. I just needed to stop letting the hard part of it drive the car. Yep. And so it, it really is, I feel like it is such a great position for leaders who really want to say, I want to be fully who I am and I want to love all the beautiful pieces, but I want to know how to toggle when appropriate. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I'm hoping to get out of this now, again, um, Jessica, I don't even know how far we are in this process. What are we like a month? Maybe I don't know because we kind of changed focuses. We started off just with the team piece of it, and now we've kind of gone into the hiring. So we kind of had a little bit of a, a swap there because I had a team member uh, release her position back in January, and I called Jessica like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing?" <laughs> but anyway, uh, she's been great about that. But um, I'm, and again, I'm really early on in that process. But I think too that. Um, uh, and I think I've lost my my point. I was going somewhere with all that. And I cannot remember what it was off the top of my head. But um, I think for me to what I am looking towards is to be that that better leader, to be able to build that better team and to be intentional about that and to really celebrate everybody, bring everybody in to be able to create a great environment. You know, we talk so much about culture in today's environment and the 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 millennials and the Gen Zs are looking for for companies that give back into their culture. They give, you know, that have a flexible work environment to do all these things. But we have to make sure that we are hiring and uh, a team that 
really enjoys working together and how each other works together to be able to really work within their love language, right? So like um, sales, if I have somebody that I want to be an account manager and I want them to be doing all the service work, right? But if their profile says they want to be more autonomous, they want to be out and about, they want to be a little bit more of a free thinker, right? And those types of things, then they are more of that sales profile and they're going to be miserable stuck behind a desk, working behind a computer and, and those things. So, you know, we don't, we need to release the fact of, I feel like right and wrong that this person's right for the position or this person's wrong for this position or um, that, you know, it's more along the lines of just finding the best match. I think sometimes we need to release even the features of ourselves that we want to identify as bad, you know, my patients, oh, it's low, it's bad, it's bad, right? I don't want, I, I really want to challenge people out there to release the idea of bad or good in the concept of this neurofeedback journey, because what we need to say is that we've all been created to be able to have a place in this universe. And we have to have people who are higher detailed and me, my patients, it drives me nuts sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Are we talking about this? How long are we going to be talking about this? Right. But I need to understand they need me as a driver and I need them as the detail behind me. And we need to hire in a balanced way to be able to create a really cohesive group. And, um, uh, what do you, and I mean, I just, I just, I really want to get that message across to people because it's not about butts in the seats. It's not about turnover. It's not about, oh, if you hire seven, you're going to end up being able to keep three in the long run. I hear these things about hiring constantly. How do you kind of get over that so that people can release the bad and the good, see the whole and be able to build a strong team? Oh man, that is just that is a huge question. Um, that is, that is a personal journey, mm. right? That I wish I could, I wish I had some formula to bring people to that realization. Uh, I'm right there with you. It's what I want and desire for everybody in the entire universe to be able to possess that, that level of self-awareness of if I just let go, um, I'm open right? It's that whole idea. If I just let go to how I think it should happen, because that's really what it comes down to. And we can get a little woo on that, but it's really that law of uh, the way I I learned it was really profound to me. It's like, would you hold your breath to not run out of air? No, you -hmm. wouldn't hold your breath to not run out of air. It's you have to take it in and you have to let it go. And so it's all about that letting go. It's that flow. Mm. And, and what it boils down to is we all only have the illusion of control. And so when we let go of the how, and we let go of our ego a little bit in that, right, we want to identify it. We want to know who we are and we want to know what's going to fuel us. But if we can just say, you know what, not everybody in my business should be like me. Yeah. Right. Can you even imagine, Teresa, if everybody in your business was like you and you had to navigate that every day, but you also wouldn't want to have a whole bunch of this type of person. So what I try to do to get people there is when we can show you the black and white Mm. and we can say, this is your team and we can actually graph that and say, these are the people that are going to repeat your processes. They're going to be deliberate decision makers. They're going to pump the brakes a little bit. 
And they're going to be real happy doing that. They're not going to want to climb the corporate ladder. They're not going to want to go out there and be a networking master, but they are going to be really good here. Now, we want to make sure you're balanced. We want to fill those other buckets of social awareness. We want people to keep your culture good. And we want to have people that are pushing the growth of your business through ideation. And then we want to have people that can make it happen. They're the ones that are going to be your operations. That's what we're able to see. And in that, sometimes I can get somebody who's maybe a little harder to bring to that concept of letting go to go, oh, yeah, okay. Because we can't fight the black and white that's right there on the t- on the screen, right? Or right there on the piece of paper. You know, to be able to sit here and say, this is somebody's bum, 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 you know, or this is how you'd react with this or how this is how it would play with you and your personality and your neurofeedback. You can't, you can't fight against that. I mean, it's, it's just, it's right there. It's right there. It's black and white. And that is, that was massively important to me when I started my business. It is why, I mean, this tool had proven itself time and time again, but it was my biggest driver in this. And I'm not even a high detail person. I don't need a ton of like certainty, but this provided the opportunity to serve a wider client base because some people do, and they, they will be more hardened to the concept or the idea of like, just let it go, man, just let it go. And let's just see what happens. They're not going to buy into that, but they will buy into, can you show me it on paper? Yeah. Yeah. There's truth in that. It's not my opinion anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and I remember where I was going before. I apologize. I feel like I kind of went wonky and then I came back to a point, but it wasn't the right point. It wasn't the one I was really going for. But I think one of the reasons that I've come to you on my end is because I feel the the ticklers and the back of my mind and my body and my soul of burnout. And part of that is that after 20, after 20 years, because I at March, I'm officially 20 years in this industry or since my agency opened. And um, with that, and we've talked about this as well, and I've talked about it in my podcast multiple times, I'm trying to take the business back to kind of what I'm going to call foundations and just kind of kind of rethink all the different pieces of it and um, making sure that the things that we've been doing for 20 years, we're not doing just because we've always done them, that we do them because they're right and they're right for our clients, right? And they're efficient, right? And so we're kind of taking that through. And I think for me, one of the reasons why this program was so attractive is because the person I had talked to previously, Beth, had mentioned that this system allowed her to lead the way, it gave her permission to be able to lead how she was designed to be able to lead. And it let her find a management style that she felt happy in. And that that it, it it gave her, I had to use the word permission, but it gave her permission to delegate the things she didn't want to do and da, 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 da. And Beth, if you, if you, if the listeners out there want to be able to check her out, she's Aspire Insurance. She's amazing. And she actually has a, if you go check her out on Facebook, I know she's doing like a Sunday planning program so that that way she can um, do, she shares her Sunday planning. She has two kids, two teenagers or middle-line teenagers, new teenagers, you know, and, um, and uh, you know, running a business and having a husband that has a career and, and all these other things. And so she's really, I think, blossomed into so many amazing things that she's very passionate about. And I think on my end, I feel um, and I have felt for a little while and um, 
all the listeners out there know I've been struggling with um, the last year and a half since my son passed away, a lot of depression. But then at the same point, I'm just feeling this 20 year itch of, of almost like a burnout. And I'm trying to figure out how much of it is depression versus burnout. But coming to you, I'm also seeing that I'm okay and I'm healthy the way that I am and that it's okay to be able to process these things the way that I process these things. And um, and one of the things you brought up, which gave me permission to feel this way in a lot of ways, was that I feel like I'm babysitting in a lot in, in a lot of areas and I don't want to feel that way. And that that makes me want to eat my left arm off, you know, kind of thing. And it makes me miserable. And um, that let me say, I can't operate this way anymore because that's where this burnout's coming from is because I'm not living myself authentically in an environment that I'm creating. So why not create an environment that is functioning around my ability to be able to be successful and, um, I'm again, I'm in that journey, but I love that you do that. Yeah. It's something I believe wholeheartedly in. I've been on the side of, um, feeling like a babysitter and, you know, I, I adopted a mantra in that, that if you're going to walk into my office, this is back even now, um, I am here for you as a staff member, as an employee, but I'm only here to empower you to be a solution for yourself. And if you're not willing to do that, my office isn't open to you. You're not going to come in here and get sorries and get all these things. You're going to come in here and I'm going to help you find a solution. So you learn how to find solutions. That is the same mentality I bring in my businesses because nobody wants to be a babysitter. And guess what? Nobody wants to be babysat. But if we can start to understand our leadership qualities and also those leadership qualities of our staff, that's a love language, yeah. right? So we start to learn how to empower them to be their self-led selves. And, and I know Beth would speak to this um, as well, but she now has a team that is developing this leadership within themselves that they actually flourish when she even steps back. Yeah. And how freeing is that for a business owner to, to not just know it's safe to step away, but that there's going to be flourishing. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's empowerment, well, right? And in our industry, as with any business, if people do have an exit strategy of being able to sell in the long run, it also increases the valuation of our businesses. That if we have a team that is autonomous, that knows how to be able to flourish, that knows how to be able to take those reins, and a business owner doesn't have to be in the center of that conversation. Because when the business owner sells or the business owner leaves, that business can't function without that business owner. And um, that is a healthy thing to build. And I want to make sure people hear that out there because we all have this God complex where we want to be the center of the universe to some degree. And then also we wonder why we're so burnt out and hello, that's me. That's exactly what I'm saying. But, um, you know, and I've been to where I've released in the past and then things have happened and then I took it back and then I released and then I took it back. And right now I'm in this space where I've taken it back. And, um, I think by doing this, hopefully I'm going to create a more consistent experience and where I don't jump in because I know that's my personality, um, but the low patience to just take it over again and, and run it. But I need to be able to stay back because that is, and I want here, I want business owners to hear this, but there is, that is a, that is just as important to anybody who's looking to purchase a business is can the business operate autonomously without the owner in the middle of it? That is as important as an EBITDA 
on the bank statements, on, on your on your financials. It's just as important. So being able to do this type of program helps to be able to build in that direction as well. It's huge. It, it, I, I'm glad you pointed that out. That's something I've never actually verbalized or maybe thought of because I'm not in the business of acquiring businesses. Right. But I know that you have. I know that other clients of mine have. And it's what am I acquiring? Yeah. Right. Because if I'm if I'm acquiring the business and the staff and they were not taught to lead themselves, what am I actually buying? Yeah. Because now you're putting yourself right into the thick of the fire and you will have to start over. I promise you, you will have to do a lot of hard work. So great point. That is hear that, hear that everyone. (laughs) No, but I just, it's just, I really am challenging people out there. I think coming out of COVID, I think coming out of some of the trauma that we've all been through in the last few years, people are tired. You know, we're, we're seeing a shift in the culture of working in a, in a hybrid environment or in a virtual environment that has never been an option for, at least not in the insurance space. I know other businesses have in the past, but Um, or other industries, but insurance is embracing it now, which they've never been open to before. And as we see our culture change in the industry, we're in a hard market. We've got carriers that are, you know, doing all sorts of crazy things. We have to make sure we're hiring right and we're hiring right people and we love on them in the right way because our people are our best resource in our business. And if we're going to survive through hard markets, if we're going to survive through, I mean, statistically, People have a crisis every 18 months. And if that's the case, we need to make sure we have that space for our team to be supported and to be loved so they feel safe. We need to be safe and supported for ourselves whenever things happen because we're part of humanity. Things are going to happen for us every 18 months as well. And the same thing, we need to have each other's backs. And by doing that, it starts with building a solid foundation for a solid team and being able to love on our team in the right way hire the right people, and then also turn around and release the things that are not necessarily bad that might be challenges and see them as strengths. And I want people to hear that combination. And that's exactly what you've been able to do for lots of people that I know. And and uh, I just really want to say thank you for that impact, because I know it's making a difference in businesses, you know, across our industry, at least. I know I know multiple people that have been able to utilize your services. So I wanted to be able to say, I'm looking forward to truly getting there. I'm on that journey still. <laughs> on the journey. Well, thank you. That's why I do it. I love it. I love it. Well, Jessica, if people want to reach out to you, maybe they have questions, right? Something we haven't addressed, something maybe that they pops up in their brain. How can they reach out to you to be able to connect? You know, they can reach out to me. A great, fast way is just email me. I love to get emails. Uh, my email address is Jessica. So that's J E S S I C A at wired to be. So wired W I R E D T O B E.com. com. That's a great way. You can also visit me on my website and that's wired to be.com. I love it. I love it. So everybody, this has been another amazing episode with Jessica Clatt with B Industries with Wired to Be website. That's her URL. I want to make sure we do get that out there. And if you are looking to be able to hire, if your team is looking to be able to build a stronger team, you don't have to be in the hiring phase. You don't necessarily have to be in, in in, it could just be you being able to make sure you're the best you that you can be, right? I know Jessica loves to work with businesses and teams. So reach on out to her and connect 
connect with her so that that way we can be a part of being able to build really, really strong small businesses. So I'm thrilled with that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jessica. Thanks for having me. This is fun. It is fun. It is fun. Well, everybody, this is another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens. Don't know if I said that at the beginning. I usually don't. I'm so sorry about that. Do find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you stream your local podcasts. We do have another amazing episode with another fabulous woman in the insurance space throughout every single week. So check us on out and check us out on all your streaming on Facebook too. Look us up Power Women in Insurance. And we would love to make sure that you get the opportunity to be able to listen to each of these women's stories and be able to grow your own professional career through being able to utilize these resources. Everybody, I'll talk to you next week and have a really great one.